Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday. At least I hope it's going to be a happy Monday. You never know. This is actually you know. take two, friends. We should explain. It's, it, it's a Monday. And Mondays seem to be different from other days of the week in that we started the program and then my computers went kaflooey. <laughs> kaflooey. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's a technical term. Yes. I actually have to go to school to learn that term. And then it's a, it's a 50 cent word. It, it yeah. really is. Kaflooey. Kaflooey. Uh, Don't ask but, me to spell it. Um, well, gonna, yeah, put that on a spelling yeah. bee, don't you, and see who wins. Yes, for 50 points, spell kaflooey. Say what? Anyway. Well, the big uh, news over the weekend was Trump, you know, that, uh, well, he came out with it last week that, yeah, everything was there. The, the left was going. That's it. Tuesday, we're going to indict him, going to indict him. We're going to. We're going to lock him up. There have been meetings about that. The, it was the uh, Secret Service, uh, you know, was in talks with the NYPD. They're going to arrest him. I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, Manhattan District Attorney's Office apparently is having th- second thoughts about this. Uh, this morning, a report came out that late Saturday night, the uh, the District Attorney's Office was saying, well, maybe we won't arrest him after all. We have actually one more witness that we have to talk to on Monday afternoon and if it works out our way we may arrest him. If it doesn't, well, we we may not. Well, see, that was what I was wondering going into the weekend. We're talking about it all and I'm going like, you know, boy, this would be the great thing to float out there for the weekend news cycle just to sit there and taint Trump's name yes, all weekend long and that it might be a big hoax and then you know, gateway pundit said, you know, hey, this might be yep. a big hoax. And everyone's good because even some people on the left are going, hey, you really, we don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But they are so desperate on the left to to knock Trump down. Uh, his polling numbers are up. It's people are going, well, you know what? I mean, now I heard, you know, I heard the phrase or somebody said, well, I would vote for Trump, but a lot of people wouldn't vote for him because he's tainted then if he's indicted and, you know, and all of that. Well, then I like, hear the other things. I, I hear actually, if you listen to the pundits talk over the weekend, they put Trump in jail. They do this to Trump and they've elevated him to a, a different level. He becomes almost a martyr for the cause. Uh, I have a bunch of audio this weekend. Over the weekend, Maria Bartiromo did a show yeah, called a good uh, job. Uh, Sunday Morning Futures on Fox News, and uh, she had some guests who were terrific, gave some good uh, analysis of what's going on and what we can expect. Uh, first, she had James Comer, Representative James Comer, talk about uh, his views on what would happen if uh, Trump were arrested. Also, he's uh, heading a committee that's doing a lot of uh, research into the Biden corruption, and uh, yeah. he has some interesting thoughts. Listen. For more on this investigation into the Biden family's business dealings and to the expected Trump indictment this week is the House Oversight Committee Chairman, Congressman James Comer. Congressman, thanks very much for being here this morning. Uh, do you have any comment about Trump potentially being indicted on Tuesday? Well, it's very odd uh, that this would come out just the very next day after I revealed bank records, which showed that the Biden family, the president in particular, hasn't been truthful uh, with respect to his family receiving payments directly from the Chinese Communist Party. So it almost looks like it's a, an effort to detract, but at the very least, it's another example of two-tier system of justice. Look, we've been looking into these uh, classified documents. We saw the, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago for, for one set of supposedly mishandled classified documents, but yet Joe Biden's had at least five different locations of mishandled classified documents, and they give him days and days to go in and clean up with his attorney. So it just looks to me like it's another example of a two-tier system of justice at the DOJ. So, Congressman, let's go through some of those bank records. This is really the first batch of bank records you were able to get because they've been stonewalling you. Are there more? There are many more, Maria. This is one deal. We think there are as many as 11 more deals. Uh, Now, we don't know what those deals are. Uh, What the Bidens you 
well, in, in the beginning, the White House denied having any uh, knowledge or the fact that their family was involved in any sort of way, shape, or form with the CCP, but now we have bank records that reveal otherwise. Uh, we don't know what the Bidens did in return for this money. Uh, the lawyer said that it was seed capital for a business. We haven't been able to find a business, Maria. Uh, we're going to have an opportunity to ask people about that that were closely aligned with the Biden family. We've talked to them privately. I'm not going to reveal what they say privately, but uh, very soon they'll either be uh, talking to everyone in the form of a deposition or even better in a, in a committee hearing. But right now it looks like uh, the Biden family just pocketed this money. Uh, this is one deal. We have 11 more to go, and I'm pretty confident we'll be getting more bank records in very soon. All right, so $1 million distributed to the Bidens uh, on one deal, and you say there are 11 others. Let's talk about what possibly the CCP could have been paying for. Do you have any indication, whether it be from the laptop, from your investigation, that gives us any information about what specifically China was paying the Biden family for? Well, we know that when the president was vice president in the Obama administration. He made several trips to China. Uh, he uh, brought his son and, and uh, some of these associates with him. They met in different places with some of these people that the president claimed he never met with. So we know the president hasn't been truthful about his involvement when he was vice president. But from talking to former associates that were involved with Hunter Biden, uh, what we know the Biden family had agreed to help China do was get their foot in the door on the American energy and Industry, not just purchase liquefied natural gas, but also purchase interest in drillers for natural gas, as well as try to do things like help China buy farmland. Remember, uh, this is something that every American's outraged over. There's bipartisan support in Congress to try to block China from coming in and taking over various interests uh, of our American economy. And now we learn that the Biden family was directly involved with helping China navigate the federal bureaucracy and the sanctions involved with the U.S. government. So this is very concerning, and this is why we're going to continue this investigation of Joe Biden. And remember, it's an investigation of Joe Biden. That's right. Yes. And I've been saying that from day one, that it's an investigation of yeah. Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden, because they were paying for Joe Biden. I mean, they were paying for time right. or, or, or you know influence, whatever it is, from a sitting vice president. But there was something on the laptop that was also informative, where Hunter Biden is talking to a colleague, somebody who was representing the China partnership, right? Yes. There was a message that Hunter was very frustrated with one of these business partners in China, that he had done every blanking thing they had ever asked of him. And of course, this would have been when Joe Biden was vice president. And uh, he reminded him that they had never done anything in return for him. And then a few weeks later, this $3 million wire appears in the Robinson Walker account. And the very next day, they distributed money to Hunter Biden and then at least two other family members and possibly three family members. So uh, there's evidence in the laptop that shows that uh, Hunter Biden was communicating with them and had had interactions and done things for them while his father was vice president. So this is very concerning. Again, the White House hasn't been truthful about this from day one. I don't think the White House ever dreamed we would get bank records. I've got bad news for the White House. This is just the beginning. We're going to get a lot more bank records, and they're going to have to continue to backpedal and come up with some type of reason why the Biden families received millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries. Well, this is so incredibly dangerous, and, and I mean, it feels sinister. The Chinese Communist Party wants to overtake the number one superpower, take America down, become the number one superpower, and, and they've been coming at us at all ends, a surveillance balloon. We even have Chinese nationals coming into the wide open southern border. The uh, apprehension numbers are up 1,000% year over year, and yet you've got Joe Biden, you know, uh, doing these deals with China while he was vice president, and now real soft on China. There was no response to the to the surveillance balloon. There was no response to COVID-19 leaking from the lab. I don't even think he's ever raised it with Xi Jinping. How much 
much do they have on Joe right. Biden? Well, that's what we're, we're going to find out. That's what this investigation is all about. It sure seems that Joe Biden makes strange decisions that oftentimes put America last and China first. And we want to know if he's compromised because of the millions and millions of dollars that his family has taken from China. And we're going to continue with this investigation. And I think over the last two weeks, we've already uh, presented a lot of evidence as to why this investigation is, is of the utmost importance. And when will you be putting out subpoenas? Well, we've been subpoenaed. We've subpoenaed a bank. Uh, more to come, Maria. I think that uh, the American people are going to see this is a very calculated, very credible investigation. Uh, we're taking steps. I've been transparent with the American people from day one. We're going to follow the money. We knew there was a money trail. We've spoken to enough people that were involved in these shady business schemes all around the world. Uh, everything that we've subpoenaed thus far uh, was accurate from what our whistleblowers were telling us. And we have yeah. a whole lot more information. Again, this was just the first deal and we have many more to come. You know, it's amazing. Uh, the January 6th phony uh, hearing uh, that we went through a couple of months ago that was just a political uh, kabuki dance, you know, uh, that got national media coverage. The networks carried it. Uh, it was a big deal, even though anybody who was paying attention knew that it was one-sided uh, and not a fair hearing, okay? That gets national coverage. This hearing, which is incredibly important, it's going, it, it really and truly uh, is going after the heart of the, of the real problem with this administration, the corruption and the selling of, of services, uh, that Biden may have done as vice president, nothing. You hear nothing from the mainstream media. Crickets. It's crickets, right. Instead, while all this is going on, they're talking about phony charges being uh, leveled against uh, Trump uh, by a, a really partisan uh, Soros-backed district attorney, a guy named uh, uh, Al, was it Alvin Bragg. Uh, yeah. well, just uh, absolutely amazing that we're going through uh, what we're going through. It is, you know, was it Stalin, Bill, who said, uh, show me the man and I'll show you the crime, meaning... Exactly. This this yeah. is a playbook that they're going by. It's like, it's like a football game where the coach goes, okay, that didn't work. Okay, let's go ahead and try. And they're, they're running different plays to try to take down Trump. And a lot of these are specifically timed. Like the the heat is on for the Biden family, and uh, you know she she wonders what do they have on Biden? Well, what does China have on them? Uh, well, what they, it's not what they have on Biden. It's the fact that Biden is greedy and he wants money, and they have the money to give him, and he has no qualms about you know compromising yours and mine and our kids' futures. He's selling us out and Obama did it too and he did it during the, the administration then if Bill Knight had an income let's say hypothetically uh, for, for the sake of example you know, but let's say hundred thousand dollars a year okay uh, Bill Knight has a hundred thousand dollar a year income but then again if Bill Knight turned around and purchased with cash a million dollar mansion in Delaware and another million or two million dollar mansion in uh, in Virginia, what do you think the IRS would do to Bill Knight? They would say, wait a second, you have all this property that you've purchased for millions of dollars and you only make $100,000 a year, which is a good salary, but not one that can afford, you know, where are you getting your money? Yeah, they would pitch a tent in either my left or right butt cheek, but they got <laughs> 78,000 new uh, IRS agents armed and they would some of those would be proctologists that, and they'd on being both butt cheeks. <laughs> well, they're not doing that. They're not doing that with uh, with Joe Biden. Uh, I mean, it, it's like it's like they they have two sets of rules. One for the ruling class, like Biden. And by the way, Biden's not alone. Biden was probably the most uh, powerful example of corruption that we've seen in a long time. But you can't tell me that there aren't guys, other guys in the Senate and in the House of Representatives who are selling their their position for money, mm -hmm. you know. But um, that being said, uh, we're not, we're being distracted by phony charges against a man who, by the way, 
doesn't need the money, can't be financially corrupted because he's a billionaire 10 times over, and he made it on his own. That's the problem these guys have, and it's driving them nuts. They can't get him on financial corruption charges because he came into office phenomenally wealthy, you know? You know, there's a rule. There's several rules out there. There are laws. These are like laws of nature. Uh, And anytime a Democrat accuses you something of something, yeah, they're accusing you of what they are guilty of. Yes, that's that's just a a law of politics. Mm -hmm. It's the way they've always been. It's the way they've always worked. It's the way they'll always be. It's interesting. uh, The silence is deafening. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis still has not said anything on the Soros-backed DA Bragg's garbage case and threats against President Trump. That's a headline from mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Uh, nothing from uh, Wait, Ron You know, DeSantis. we don't know now. The, 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 now. Now the word is is that this all could have been a hoax right. by the left just to get right. the news cycle going and try to destroy Trump, mm-hmm. and nothing may happen. Well, let's, let's, let's take it piece by piece. Let's just say, assume it is going to happen. And if it is going to happen... Uh, the left is probably counting on protests that they are going to sit there and manipulate and and get going forward. Like in, uh, what was it, Uh, January 6th? Mm -hmm. There was a particular guy that uh, he voted for Obama, never supported Trump, and then uh, showed up at the Trump rally and uh, started, uh, you know, doing all kinds of violence on on the Capitol on January 6th. They will stage whatever they can to, to make the negative, bad news. So if you do, if it does happen, you make your voice heard, you protest with your voice, but you know what? You got to be careful what you say and how you say it. You know, there's a time for everything, but don't give them the opportunity to, you know, make hay hay out of this. But there's other things. I remind you of the Democrats' response, though, to the protests the mostly peaceful protests of 2020 when they burned police stations in Minneapolis and they rioted in Seattle and Portland and they they ruined uh, monuments in Chicago. All of that was perfectly okay. It was silence from the Democrats and the left. It was absolute silence. If it wasn't for Donald Trump saying, if you destroy a... uh, a national monument, you go to jail for 10 years. He, he put that down, and that all of a sudden the, the monument destruction stopped. But it was okay from the Dem- Democrats. Now yeah. they're talking about Trump protesters as being uh, national terrorists. You know, uh, absolutely amazing. I, I want to remind people that back in 1860, uh, the Republicans didn't cower from protesting. They had a, a group called the wide awakes that's what they call themselves they weren't really into marketing back in the 1860s like like we know the wide awakes the wide awakes and what they would do in new york and some of the other major cities is when a republican candidate was coming to speak and he was being threatened and that happened a lot they were openly threatened by the opposition the democrats the, right. the wide awakes would form as a group of a few hundred people and they would surround their candidate, and they would protect him. They would walk him down to his venue and make sure that he wasn't attacked. And if he was, they weren't afraid to attack back to defend the candidate. The wide awake. So, well, we kind of have that going on now because there's a new political group out there that's already uh, registered in some of the states to run candidates for the president. Mm-hmm. And Democrats are worried about it because if they get in all or most of the states, the Democrats are destroyed because it's Democrats that are moderate that are coming over to that that are tired of the Democratic Party. What do they call these guys? The no parties. Oh, really? They, they're the no parties, and they're they're worried about that. There is look it up. They're out there, and they have candidates, and but they've got. People on the ballot. I don't know how strong they are or not. So I can see you walk in and, and they can say to you at the polling place, so what's your party? Uh, no party. Okay, but what's your party? 
Uh, no party. No party. Yeah. <laughs> you could be there all day just trying to tell them who, who you're who Who's you're on with. first. <laughs> exactly. No, what's, <laughs> what's on first? Who's on second? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, also this weekend, we had Maria Bartiromo talking with former uh, governor and now current senator of Florida, Rick Scott. Here's what he had to say about what's going on. Joining me now with more is Florida Republican Senator Rick Scott. And Senator, it's great to see you again. Thanks very much for being here. Your reaction to the border and its consequences. Tell me about the national security threat. Americans should be frustrated. You should be fed up with their federal government right now to have a completely open southern border. We don't know who's coming across the border. We do know that 70,000 Americans, 70,000 Americans lost their lives last year because of fentanyl. The border is controlled by the cartels, but not controlled by America. And so we got fentanyl killing people. I, I've met with moms that lost their kids. Why doesn't the Biden administration care about that? We know we have criminals come across. We know we have terrorists come across. We know who we caught. Who didn't we catch? So every part of your federal government now, the banks, the border, everything is falling apart. We have such a crappy uh, president and nothing. There's no accountability right now in federal government. Well, I mean, it makes what, about, me mad. what about China? What is China and the Communist Party up to? Do you know that the apprehensions of Chinese nationals at the border is up 940 percent? just over the last oh, year so are they sending people in up. so that they have people on board in case that there is a conflict what's going on they don't need to come through the southern border but they are we, we, we know the communist party of china hates our way of life wants to destroy us whether it's a spy balloon whether it's TikTok, whether it's the chinese drones now we got chinese coming across the southern border we have to assume the worst and the biden administration sits there and then we've got she meeting with putin and we got you know putin in, in your I mean, the world is falling apart. America's government is falling apart. And we've got to be more active in making sure we get better people in government because I'm fed up right now. Senator, where is the outrage from Republicans? Trump is going to get indicted on Tuesday. He said this just days after James Comer exposed money coming from communist China distributed to the Biden family. I mean, first, there's a lot of different, I mean, all the Democrats hate Trump. There's some Republicans that hate Trump. So guess what? There's a double standard. You can do anything you want to Trump. Everybody's okay with that, but you can't do it to Biden. There's a completely double standard. If you're Trump, there's a standard, and it's all, go all in, attack the guy. Everybody's okay, you know, people are okay with that. But at Biden, oh, we got to be careful. We got to follow the law. That's why Americans are fed up with our prosecutor, I mean, with DOJ, with FBI, with so many things in your federal government. They know there's a double standard. This is wrong. Well, how are we going to get out of this? Look what it is spurring. It's spurring our adversaries to think that we're weak. They're meeting against us. What are you going to do about it? Where is Mitch McConnell? Where are the leading uh, Republicans saying that this is a true two standards of justice? We have got to start standing up for justice, the same justice for everybody, and we've got to stop caving into Democrats. Look, we've got to find out what happened with Biden, with, with all that money. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, why wouldn't we want to know this? And Trump, you can't do this. You can't say there's a different standard. It, makes, it just makes you mad. Why? I mean, but think about it. what scares me. People don't trust the DOJ anymore. They don't trust the FBI anymore. If they don't trust government, what's going to happen to our government? Stand up. I don't care whether you like Trump or don't like Trump. There can't be a different standard. Absolutely what he said there at the end, right on the money. He said uh, people, don't, they're not trusting the government anymore. They don't trust the Department of Justice. They don't trust the FBI. If you don't trust these people, uh, we're in a sorry state. Uh, you know, oh, absolutely. We really are. Um, I, I just love his passion. He he says, what a crappy president. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, from a senator, that's uh, that's cutting you to know, the people chase. People are a little more outspoken these days. Um, yes, they are. <laughs> and, and, and and they really say what the what they feel. Uh I think that uh, I think, Bill, we're in a situation right now. We're going to find out in the next 24 hours. I, I'm, I'm afraid that if they if they arrest Trump uh, and there are protests, I'm afraid that uh, Antifa is going to infiltrate. We're also going to get a situation where uh, if you get people in the crowd saying, storm the uh, building, uh, storm the courthouse, those people are not Trump supporters. I believe those people are infiltrators of some kind. They could be like uh, January 6th when they were federal 
uh, plants who were put in into the into the crowd to incite the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that Trump supporters will be violent because it's not in their nature. No, but uh, you need to be prepared if it does happen. Let's just say it goes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to want to control the news. They're going to want to squash, uh, you know, or squelch the internet to where uh, nothing is said on there. So I wouldn't be surprised if the internet would go down. I I wouldn't be uh, surprised if we had power outs, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you said, "Well, uh, I got to go get some gas because uh, I need to go to the store, and there's a run on food in uh, in in all the stores." Wait, the gas stations are closed. Yeah, you well, know? you need you need electricity, right, to uh, to pump well, the gas. Be a blackout. You know, I got gas yesterday just for this reason. I I told my wife make sure we get our cars gassed up yep. because we could well, be I had gas for a while. But uh, I, I know that was saying. probably from your your dinner the other night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. They have a, they have a new chief judge who's overseeing the Trump grand jury investigation. Um, I guess that's the one that uh, is looking into Mar-a-Lago, and he's, of course, an Obama appointee. Yes. They, they seem to be aiming for all these uh, uh, legal challenges in cities that are democratically controlled, and most times uh, they have Soros-backed uh, DAs and prosecutors in place. And Soros is uh, anything but American. Anything but mm-hmm. patriotic. Uh, we have more audio. We have a ton of audio today, Bill. Uh, Maria had some great guests. One of her great guests is a guy named John Radcliffe, who was the director of national intelligence. And he's a smart guy, and he knows all the secrets because he was the director of national intelligence. And he had some thoughts on... What's going on right now? Listen. For more on all of this, we welcome back to the program the former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe. John, thanks very much for being here. First, assess where we are. President Trump says he's going to be arrested on Tuesday. Your reaction? Well, it's clearly a uh, political prosecution, and that's underscored by the fact, Maria, that you you have in Alvin Bragg, the, the DA involved here, someone who on his very first day in office said, we will not prosecute uh, armed robberies in this office and now he's saying we will prosecute uh, a misdemeanor uh, offense against uh, the opposition political party who happens to be a presidential candidate former president of the United States despite the fact uh, that the statute of limitations has clearly run on that misdemeanor and the fact that other state and federal prosecutors have passed on that so but my take on it Maria is this is just the latest in sort of the evolution of of what the Democrats uh, as they have shifted from a party uh, from Democrats to progressives, which is really kind of a mix of socialists and communists who don't like the American justice system. Um, it's it's a continuation of an assault on that justice system and tearing down all of the pillars um, that make that system uh, work so well. So just to remind your viewers, when uh, the Mueller investigation was going, the first of, of the uh, pillars to go was the bedrock principle of a presumption of innocence. Remember, Donald Trump didn't have that presumption. He had to conclusively prove his innocence. Then quickly it shifted in the Ukraine impeachment to the suspension of the principle of due process of law. And Donald Trump became the first uh, president never to uh, be allowed to have uh, legal representation throughout the House proceedings. Uh, More recently with Mar-a-Lago, the next principle to go was equal protection under the law. And we saw that when the same statute was applied between Trump and uh, Biden regarding class documents, Trump's home was raided. Uh, Biden's lawyers were allowed to just casually turn over documents whenever they want. So this latest uh, sort of tortured uh, prosecution that is in the offing this week by uh, by the DA in New York is just sort of the latest assault on the American justice system by the Democratic Party. Well, we've been talking about the ramifications already. We see our adversaries pouncing uh, against us. Xi meeting with uh, Putin tomorrow. And 
we've got a lawless situation at the southern border. What are we going to do about this two standards of justice? How does that change? Well, I, I uh, you know, Tom Cotton's co uh, comments, I agree with most of it. I think it's important to, to point out to your viewers that, you know, um, the rhetoric out of China for the last two decades has been that the United States um, is a declining power and that China is the ascending world power. And unfortunately, that rhetoric seems to be playing out. It's certainly a lot of Americans and a lot of our allies think that maybe President Xi uh, is right. As Tom Cotton said that, you know, we have a kick me sign. I think that we've had sand kicked in our face for the last two years by our top two adversaries. Think about it, Maria. Um, uh, a million Americans die from COVID and the response from the Biden administration is we're not looking for conflict with China. Uh, Americans die from fentanyl. Biden says we're not looking for conflict with China. Uh, they fly spycraft across our country. We're not looking for conflict with China. And now Russia shoots down an American aircraft, uh, an MQ-9 Reaper drone. And the response this week was we're not looking for conflict with Russia. I mean, very clearly we're not looking for conflict is Biden speak for we're not going to stand up and defend America. And, you know, if we don't have a commander in chief that's going to do that, we're going to continue to see our adversaries uh, aggressively move on the map. And we've seen, you know, uh, Biden has been in the office, uh, the White House twice. Vladimir Putin has invaded Ukraine twice. Russia has gained territory twice. This is not a coincidence. This is this is so incredibly disturbing. Do you think there's a coincidence that as soon as James Comer comes out and exposes those bank records, that suddenly Trump is going to be indicted? I mean, you're just talking about this soft approach from Joe Biden to China. We're constantly asking why? Why not protect America? Is it a coincidence now that Trump is going to get indicted on Tuesday after these bank records were revealed last week? Well, I don't really uh, believe much in coincidences. And so I do think that there, um, you know, I, I think that it's important what uh, Congressman Comer is doing. And it's it's a way for the American people to really find out what's happening. Um, and, you know, I hope that that effort continues. I think that it will. OK, so this afternoon, they're supposedly going to be talking with another witness. And, yeah. Uh, you, you seem to have found out who that witness is? Yeah, Robert Costello. Now, Trump said this guy has irrefutable proof this is a witch hunt. Really? So if that's the case, I mean, he's represented uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, Cohen. Uh, he's, he's represented these guys. But apparently he's got irrefutable truth uh, or proof that uh, this is all a witch hunt. And it's a bunch of crap. And this is the guy that the DA wants to talk to this afternoon? This oh. is the guy that supposedly, well, I yeah. don't know if they want to talk to him, but that is the witness yeah. that just popped up on the on the wire right now. Well, you know, if, if anyone in the DA's office was watching any of these people talking on Fox yesterday morning, uh, and also there's a lot of cuts that I, I just couldn't play. We, we'd be here all day playing audio. Mm -hmm. But... Um, they had Greg Jarrett on, and Greg Jarrett said this is the biggest witch hunt he's seen, uh, essentially. And uh, they, there's no credibility. There's no case here. And uh, uh, he said that he said essentially, I got a I got a summation coming up in a few minutes from Mark Levin. Mm -hmm. He he just sort of tells you exactly what the heck is going on. You know, Mark Levin. In case you don't know this, you may think of him as a talk show host, but. He's a, a very smart attorney. He was with the Justice Department during the Reagan administration. He was an aide, I think, his chief of staff uh, to uh, uh, Attorney General Ed, Me Ed uh, Meese when Ed Meese was the attorney general way back when. So he's got a track record. He knows what he's talking about. So we'll talk. We'll we'll play his cut in, in a few minutes. But uh, this is interesting. They're going to speak with an attorney this afternoon, which is. If, right. if he's as good an attorney as uh, Trump seems to indicate, uh, he, the, the attorney's going to say, I don't know what you guys are doing, but you're wasting your time and our money uh, with this whole process. But, you know, Bill, that may be what they want to do. They may know that there's nothing here and there's nothing to really prosecute, but if they can drag him through the dirt, if they can cover him up and smudge him with, with allegations, that may be all they have to do to... Uh, in their mind, mind you, in their mind, to damage Donald Trump. Donald Trump, though, is a good spin doctor. 
he is a damn good self spin doctor. And so he takes that negative because you sit there and you go, oh, that's it. You know, well, Trump, he's in trouble and there's not anything we can do. And then he, he walks out and he's got his, his jackets are Teflon. It runs right off. Yeah, and he, uh, he went to no matter a, what they sling. On, on Saturday night, do you see he went to a wrestling tournament? Yeah. And uh, big crowd, several thousand people. It was a, a national wrestling match. And he came in between the matches and he waved to the crowd. They went nuts. They started singing, chanting USA, USA. And uh, he looked unfazed by all that's going on around him right now. I mean, everybody's concerned they're going to arrest the former president. for the. This, by the way, will be the first time in the history of our country when something like this has happened. You know that. It, it, it's sad that we've gotten this to this place in our history. But I think we're being tested by China and Russia and, and the powers of the world because we are weak. Well, and, they're meeting today. You heard they said, does Xi and uh, Putin are meeting today in Moscow, I believe. And it's going to be uh, an interesting thing. I'm sure they're going to sit there and probably say, can you see what they're doing to Donald Trump over in America? Boy, they don't know what they're doing. Which leads me to, let's say we get into the election. Let's say Trump becomes the president again. If things don't change in our country, it's going to be another four years of them trying to stifle and thwart all that he's doing. Well, look, you know, he fixed things before, but they weren't in the shape that Joe's put him in now. So if he did get back in, by some miracle he gets back in, or at least somebody like him that gets in and right. goes, okay, let's get this fixed, you've got to undo everything that they've done before you can sit there and yeah. fix the damn boat. Yeah, you, you got to put, put the wall back up, finish the wall. Uh, you've got to take all the uh, illegals who've gotten into the country, get as many of them as you can, and uh, gently but firmly uh, escort them back to from whence they came. Yeah, yeah, and you know we got a mixed bag of nuts of illegals because you've got the you've got the the drug cartel that has been using things to come in. I'm sure China has put agents uh, in into this country. If I were China. I would have used this as the no. opportunity. Let's get some people in there. Up 900% over last year, the number of yeah. of uh, Chinese illegals who've come in. And by the way, the Chinese illegals, they're coming across the southern border too, and they don't have to. No. They don't have to. They could be coming across in, in any, any number of ways into the country. They could have student visas, all these things, but they're coming across the southern border, and well, most of them are getting across with no checking. I mean, they're, they're gotaways. Yeah. And then, then there are the ones that sit there and who knows what they are, or what, what the intent is. They want to get out of their country. They have some money. Right. And they pay uh, the going rate to get smuggled across our border is $30,000. Wow. So Bill, Bill, the thing is though, are we allowing an enemy army to infiltrate our country right now? Are we actually allowing, uh, hypothetically, but possibly a battalion of enemy soldiers to come across and uh, prepare themselves to attack us from within? Well, yeah, I'd say we are, but we're going to, you know, th this country, the Democratic Party is heading this up. They're going after Trump on debunked misdemeanors and debunked felonies, but basically misdemeanor charges. And the fact that they've all been debunked ought to tell you something right there. Now, on the other hand, we know Joe has gotten money. He's gotten money. Obama's gotten money. And the only thing that they did was sell information. That means that Joe is an agent of China. If he's an agent of China, what qualifies him to be president? Well, and if you were if if you lived in Russia and you were getting money from the United States to give up information about Russia and they found out about you, what would they do? Well, what would they do to the person that was selling information for profit against their nation? They'd kill them. Uh -huh. They'd okay. execute them. 
Okay. And by the so, way, by the way, in the old days in this country, they would do that. They would have done that. So what the hell happened here? We, We've become uh, so marshmallowy, touchy feely that those things don't apply feelings. anymore. Oh no no Nothing no no! More than feelings. Uh, we used to have uh, uh, we used to have rules in this country. I mean, getting back to what I was saying about if Trump gets into office, if if it's just another four years of them trying to bring him down. We're we're not going to be any better off than we are now. Yeah. So why even have a president anymore? Well, I we've, mean, you we've, know. Got, we've got to do something, Bill. We've, we. I do. I agree. But you know. Uh, well, I, I I think what has got to happen, and I think the deep state has got to be removed. Good the luck deep, on that. I know that's exactly right. But good luck on that one. They have got to. What I would do. I would retire every, uh, and when I say retire, I mean I'm I mean it politely because uh, I, I if they otherwise you may be thought of as a tyrant tyrannical dictator, but I would get into office and say anybody who's been working for the government in a top position for the last twenty years uh, is will be retired with benefits. Goodbye. Get well, them out of office. You gotta, yeah, that's what you got to do. I, I used to call that the grenade theory in business. You know, you a company has got problems, and they realize that they've got people that are corrupt. Let's bring in a new boss. But they don't replace the people. He's, his hands are tied. He comes in, and... I would take you know, uh, the top generals in the Pentagon who have been there for decades, or not decades, but years... And I would say, uh, gentlemen, you are retired. Uh, yeah, and, and, well, that, that, that's the grenade theory. You throw yep. you, you throw the grenade in the room, and you blow them all out of there. Now, and, mind mean, you, not, if it was a dictatorship, they would go in and arrest them all. You know yeah. that. If it was a dictatorship, they would go in and they would uh, take their swords and put them in handcuffs and drag them off. That's what they would yeah. do in a dictatorship, but we're not that way. But we can politely... Uh, remove these people from their powerful positions and bring in new people. Yes. Interview them, get them in there, pause the government for a while just to sit there so that we have the proper things operating, but get rid of these career positions. And I, you know, I hate to mess with anybody's job, but because we are talking about politics, you cannot sit there and have somebody take a position for 50 years and if they're a, a, a conservative or a Democrat, have them not think, well, I have this position for the next 50 years. I can do this. But then what happens with the career politicians? You know, they're not going to vote themselves out of office or power. No, they what do they, you do there? they find ways to entrench themselves. They sure do. And do that. They burrow in. And then there's this nepotism thing. It's like a union job. Yeah. You know, at, at, <laughs> at the steel mill. Yeah. Well, you know, I got a son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. he's a D and C student. Good kid, good kid, good kid. Yes. Uh, look, and can we get him into the steel mill? Well, let's see. What can he do? Well, he can push a broom. All right, all right. Pay his dues. Well, if Hunter twenty-eight bucks an hour to start pushing a broom. If Hunter Biden hadn't been caught with his pants down, literally, right? If he hadn't yep. been caught uh, shooting up with uh, some trollop somewhere, um. He has a great smile, handsome guy. Do you think that maybe the Bidens would have pushed him on the people of Delaware as the next senator from that state? I think so. I think yeah. they would have, I think if if he hadn't been caught, we would never know about all of his his uh you know, foibles. Uh you know, we would have thought, "Oh, he, what a handsome guy. What a nice smile. Let's vote him into office." Now, let me ask you a question here. So, let's say that uh we're knocking on the door in 2024, nothing changes, and Joe somehow gets in office again. They yeah. bring up things on Hunter. Right. Or, heck, heck, it could happen beforehand. N nothing's stopping him now. He could pardon him. Well, he I guess could he could, him. yeah. I guess he could. And you know so, what? He would. He would. Yeah, Absolutely. He would. And then, so in uh, 2028... And now following in his dad's footsteps oh, no, no, by no, the no. biggest landslide <laughs> win ever. Yeah, no, no, no. It's Junta. I'd like to think that we're a little smarter than that. Well, know. apparently we're not. I mean, look yeah. at what we've gotten so far. That's true. Uh, but then again, I don't believe that was legitimate. That's just my own humble opinion.
Mark Levin has an interesting take on what's going on. Mark Levin, uh, a smart guy, uh, an, an attorney, and uh, he cuts to the chase. Listen. How many times have they gone after this man, Donald Trump? What exactly has he done to deserve this? Uh, why are they studying his life like they're studying an archaeological site? Uh, why are they looking for novel legal theories to go after the man? Why are they trying to turn a law upside down, which is what they're trying to do, where they have to jump through the hoops in Manhattan? The statute of limitations, two years for a misdemeanor, five years for a felony. They've been examining it for six years. The Southern District in New York, the U.S. Attorney's Office looked at it and said there's no federal crime here, and there isn't. And how do we know that? Because this was tried against John uh, Edwards, and uh, that case was lost. Yeah. And it was lost under the tutelage of a man you may have heard of, Jack Smith, who's the special counsel now in Washington, D.C., when he headed the uh, public integrity section of the criminal division. This guy's invisible hand is everywhere. So now you have this hack prosecutor in Manhattan. Let me put this in plain English so everybody can understand what's going on here. It's not hush money. These are non-disclosure agreements. Companies, individuals, divorce parties entered into non-disclosure agreements, 10,000 a day probably all across this country. How much you want to bet the Manhattan DA's office has entered into non-disclosure agreements? How much you want to bet the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the U.S. attorneys have entered into non-disclosure agreements? How much you want to bet these news operations covering it, like MSNBC, NBC, and the rest, have entered into non-disclosure agreements? Now we call oh, hush money. There's nothing illegal with non-disclosure agreements. The reason you have a non-disclosure agreement, whether it's severance or something, is you're telling people, keep your big mouth shut. And in exchange for that, we'll take care of you. That's not a crime. It is what it is. It's a contract. That's number one. Number two, what is this DA doing? So he has a non-disclosure agreement. Does uh, the Trump organization or this entity set up by Michael Cohen? So what? So why do they keep looking at it? Well, because it was paid for by a, a third entity that used corporate money. So what? Who cares? He didn't pay for it out of his campaign, yeah. uh, Donald Trump. So there's no question of the misuse of campaign dollars. Here's what they're saying. They're saying, okay, misdemeanor statute of limitations is run. State felony statute has run. We can't make a felony case anyway because it's not a felony. We have to have an underlying obstruction. So we'll look at federal law, which is not even the jurisdiction of a local DA. And federal law says what? Federal law says you can't expend money, campaign law, for the purpose of influencing an election of this sort this way. But what else does it say? However, if that money is used and it has other purposes as well, that is, it's not just a campaign somebody's embarrassed or somebody doesn't want to get information or whatever it is, then it's not a crime. So this thing isn't a crime from process, from substance, in state law, in federal law. What's happening here is they're using the law the way they use the Constitution to try and destroy the law and destroy the Constitution. What would you expect from a radical left-wing legal bomb thrower who's inserted into this position by George Soros? Exactly. Notice they're all Democrat investigators, and they're all Democrat jurisdictions. New York City, Atlanta, Washington, D.C. I mean, this is outrageous, and let's, let's move on. Because I hear some people say, no, wait a minute. Uh, this case is an abomination, but the others are powerful. Let me deal with the others very quickly. Let's look at this document case. You're taking a document case and you're trying to make an obstruction case? Obstruction against Donald Trump. How? Well, we asked for the documents over and over again and he wouldn't give them to us. That's an obstruction case against a former president? I was a former chief of staff to a former attorney general, Ed Meese. If I had gone or a U.S. attorney had gone to Ed Meese and say, look, we want to charge Jimmy Carter because we keep asking him for the documents. He's got class, but he won't give them to us. We're going to get a warrant. We're going to, you know what he told me? Get my ass out of his office. What, am I out of my mind? 
but not these guys because it's a righteous pursuit for the left. It's a righteous pursuit to go after parents, to go after pro-lifers. It's a righteous pursuit to go after Republican state legislatures, Republican members of Congress. And I'm telling you something here. They are setting a precedent that is disastrous. Mm -hmm. Did Donald Trump obstruct when he came to documents at Mar-a-Lago? He has a funny way of obstructing, doesn't he? He didn't put them in the fireplace. <laughs> he didn't shred them. He didn't rip them up. That would be obstruction. He didn't sell them to the enemy. He didn't do any of that. They're in Mar-a-Lago under the protection of the Secret Service. Wow, what an obstruction case. You know, when I was a young man, uh, Tip O'Neill was a big deal in Congress. And, yeah, he was. Yeah, and uh, he'd go out with uh, Republicans and have lunch, and they would have a, a congenial uh, friendship off the floor of the, uh, the House. But... It doesn't happen anymore. That's the problem. You should have heard, uh, what's her name, Maxine Waters over the weekend. I'm not going to play the <laughs> cut because she just annoys me. Uh, she is so happy that Trump is going to get his comeuppance. He deserves to be arrested. By the way, this is the woman who told everybody should go out and get in the faces of of uh, the Republicans. Oh, I remember that. Remember that when she said, uh, even if they're having dinner, if they're in a restaurant, get in their face. Don't let them be comfortable. This woman is, she's just vicious. And she really has no, no place in the House of Representatives. But alas, in our society, in 2023, there she is. And uh, she's been there for quite a while. And uh, then we have... Uh, uh, what's her name up in in uh, Massachusetts, Senator Elizabeth Warren? Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, yes. no reason for anyone to protest yes. Trump's arrest. This is the law operating as it should. What the hell does she know about the law? Apparently, <laughs> nothing. You know what she is qualified though for? I'm afraid to ask. She can be the mattress tag czar. You know. Do not take this tag off under penalty of law. There you go, Liz. <laughs> There's something for you to work on. Well, You're qualified. You have uh, Elizabeth Warren saying, don't worry, relax, everything's fine. This is the law, working as the law should work. You know, like we're supposed she know to... The law. What'd she study when she was in school? Did she study law? No, no. She's... These are people who were put into their position by the system, by uh, the Democratic machine. And uh, I don't think it's a very honest machine based upon 2020. If 2020 mm -hmm. was stolen, like a lot of us think it was, then that says that the machine was corrupt, uh, the electoral machine. And I, you have to ask yourself, okay, how many other elections around the country were stolen? You know, we know that Donald Trump may have been stolen, but were there senatorial races who were stolen on a coat string. You know, they were on the coattails of the stolen election, meaning if, yep. you, if you were running at the same time as Donald Trump as a Democrat and the Democrats stole the election for the presidency, then down the line, those elections would be affected too. You know, that's just the way it works because uh, the system was rigged. Uh, I, uh, I, I question, I hope that one of the new things that comes out of uh, the next presidential cycle is a uh, a government that looks at its electoral process and and makes it more fair, more honest. Uh, no, mm. mo no more allowing people to go under tables and slide boxes of uh, of ballots over to the tabulation area and uh, and to count them, and no more recounting the same ballot over and over again. We saw that. Remember, do you remember the video? Woman would yeah. feed the ballot through and she'd take it. Okay, it was scanned once. That means it was the vote count. Then she would take the same ballot and feed it through again. We saw that happen. That should have that should have stopped the election. That was your right imagination. There. That's what they'll tell you right You're there. Lying that eyes. Was your You're imagination lying eyes. and hiding under the table. Come on. That's true. Yeah. They were just looking for Kleenex or something. Yeah, yeah. who's that jackass underneath that table? Hey, also, uh, other news before we end the program today. You see where Pope Francis now is talking about yeah. allowing uh, priests to get married. Uh, he's uh, he's going to revisit the celibacy area. Uh, so if you took the vow of, of uh, celibacy as a priest, 
he may remove that and we may see married priests. That's probably because they're having a hard time staffing the churches. You know, they don't have enough uh, guys who want to get into the priesthood anymore because they look around and say, wait a second, I, I have to be celibate for the rest of my life? I don't know. I mean, and, and the and the Episcopalian priest down the street, he has a family and kids? Well, that doesn't that doesn't seem to yeah. make a lot of uh, sense to doesn't me. Doesn't really sound holy to me. Does it? <laughs> no, but uh, no. Th- that's something which he's talking about looking into. And I think he probably, you know, they tried to get along with uh, what they did was they didn't want to take away the celibacy rule in the Catholic yeah. Church, so they elevated the position of deacon over the last twenty five years. Yeah. Deacons became. They became like almost priests. They were married men in the church who would go to a go to religious classes and they would get like a certificate and they would be deacons. And as a deacon, you could do on the altar in the service almost everything the priest could except you couldn't elevate the host or the Eucharist. Those are things for the, the body and the blood of Christ in the Catholic Church. And that was a big deal. That was a really big deal. So we had deacons who were almost priests and uh, but now they're saying, eh, we maybe maybe in order to make this thing fairer, we should allow the priest to get married too. So I'm sure there are a lot of anxious priests out there right now going, ooh. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, what was it over the weekend, St. Patty's Day? That didn't uh, didn't he also sit there and say, was it the? Either way, they were saying Catholics could. Yeah, it's all right to eat uh, eat meat. Yeah, eat corned beef. Oh, well, that's true, but we they take see in in Lent in the Catholic Church you're supposed to not eat meat on Friday. Right. Right. Uh only in Lent. Other times of the year you can now. In the olden days when I was a child, you couldn't eat meat on Friday on every Friday. It was but they changed that. But during Lent they they revert back to not eating meat on Friday, but like you were saying, I think St. Patrick's Day landed on was it a Friday? Was it a Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, yeah, they they probably yeah. Yesterday said, was nineteenth. Yeah, seventeenth Friday. Yeah. So they probably said, "Okay, guys, you you can eat meat on Friday. It's only fair. I mean, it is corned beef." I mean, I'm not Catholic. I don't know. I yeah, you I'm just, know. I'm uh, giving you I, my. I, I I am, and 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 I follow I, the rules. So I I grew up, uh, you know, Baptist, and uh, you know, Baptist. Uh, we're we're the ones that like to go to church early to get a back pew. But you know, that's just how we work. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, if you uh, some people are saying if you are one of these people who likes an organized uh, uh, cabinet area in your kitchen, you know, with with your cereal and plastic containers like plexiglass storage bins, if you're neat and you like, if you buy a box of cereal and you dump it out into one of those Tupperware containers, you know, and then I do see, that all the time, and you seal it, you know. You seal it good and tight to keep it fresh, and then you put it in your cupboard in your kitchen. Well, there's a lady. She's an associate professor of marketing at Loyola University, Dr. Jenna Drenton, who says that uh, the recent obsession with organizing kitchen and pantry spaces, a TikTok trend she subbed, uh, she dubbed, uh, she called it pantry porn, is pushing societal standards that the average American cannot keep up with and uh, it's trickling down. It's 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 actually kind of racist, and you shouldn't oh, do racist. it. Racist, yeah. Okay. Everything is racist now. Nowadays, so, you, yeah. You, so I take my cereal, I put it into. <laughs> You're a racist. A, a Tupperware container, and I make sure it's nicely yes. tight and sealed. Yes, you and are. And I put it in an organized pantry. That's racist. Now, she's she's an associate professor, essentially, oh, yeah, okay, essentially yeah. a teacher, right? And I think Loyola is in Chicago, right? I think I think there's, anyway. Uh, while teachers push critical race theory and the sexualization of children in schools, academic rigor standards slip lower and lower. The Illinois State Board of Education's recent report card is dreadful. This is the state of Illinois. In 30 schools in Illinois, not a single student can read at grade level, 22 of which are in the city of Chicago. They can't read at grade level. So if you are in sixth grade, you can't read at sixth grade level. But that's okay. They're pushing, uh, you know, they, if your son wants to be a trans, you know, that's fine too. You want to go through a sex change? Great. Go see the principal. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, give me a card. Your sex has changed anyway. in your mind. But. <laughs> anyway, tomorrow it's going to be a crazy day. We're going to be talking more about uh, Donald Trump 
and uh, the, his possible arrest, or hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully they won't arrest him. By the way, you see where uh, uh, was it uh, the the railroad company North Norfolk Southern? They had a record profit year in 2022. This is the really? rail. Yeah, this is the railroad that dumped all that vinyl chloride on that poor town in Ohio, uh, East Palestine. Yeah, and the, you know, there's so many ways to clean up everything, but. We went over that last week where they were talking about the mushrooms and yes. you know, fungi and stuff like that. Yeah, but no, actually... they don't want to do that. That's too much work, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, they, yeah, and, and some of it works within 24 hours. Within weeks, it would all be gone, and the ground would be clear no, again. No, no, Bill, that makes far too much sense. Yeah, all we're going to do is something. we're going to take down our little napkins, and we're going to splot it. <laughs> and then we're going to scoop it all up, put yes. it in another railroad car. And dump it in somebody else's town. And take it down to Texas. And, and well, what's that, landfill? There's a lot of empty space in Texas. Maybe nobody will see it here. Yeah, nobody you know? will figure it out. <laughs> and uh, what was it that we had another, if I'm reading this right, yeah. apparently we had another uh, bank uh, uh you know, go bust over the weekend. Oh, they won't. Nobody's talking about that. You notice second that. biggest bank in Switzerland. Went, oh, credit Credit Suisse. But I also believe, yeah. Bill, that they were bought up over the yeah, weekend on Sunday. Yeah, yesterday they were sucked up by the biggest bank <laughs> in Switzerland. <laughs> sure. you know, it, it seems like what's going on here mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, the uh, the depositors get screwed. Yes, but it's the big money people that we'll get just, rescued. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that yeah. happens. Huh? It's, it's interesting. If you're a billionaire, you're still a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny how it works. Yeah, the consolidation of money, and you know, you know, they're talking about experts are saying, with all this going on, expect the, there could be a bank collapse globally. Can you imagine that? A bank collapse globally. Globally, there's only so much of this shenanigans that they can do before the whole thing just gives way, boom, you know? All right, so let's just sit there and say, I don't know how many different banks there are, but, you know, there's 20 that are still in, uh, you know, their legs are wobbly, they're sick, they're mm-hmm. anemic. Yes. And they could fall down, but a bigger bank can suck them up. Yes. Well, okay, how many bigger banks are there before all the little ones are gone? That's it. And then all of a sudden, all right, guys, we've sucked up. What it happens happened in radio? What happens you know? to the health of the bigger bank that sucked up the the sickly bank? Yeah, what they, happens to the, to the health of the bigger bank? The, that big bank in Switzerland they they sucked up Credit Suisse. Now what's going to happen is is the bigger bank going to be stronger by it or are they going to be weaker by it? I I say weaker. Oh yeah, I'd say weaker too. But I think what they're going to do, uh, if if that was my game, I would be sitting there going, okay, now that we have all these assets. You know, let's let's cut and run, you know, and that means there would be people that would be losing their jobs. Oh, yeah. Job redundancy. You know, thank you. Have a nice life, you know, and, yes. and we've all been there in that meeting before. If, you know, you work, have worked anywhere in the past we 20 years. We applaud you for what you've done here and your service, but. You did a great job, and uh, yes. we'd like to talk to you today about the state of our bank system because <laughs> it's a wonderful state that we're in. Yes. I mean, I remember being in a meeting like that. Everyone's going, oh, we're going to get to go on another cruise. Sure. We're getting the bonus. I'm sitting going, no. You you, have you ever broken up on a date? This is goodbye, friends. <laughs> and and we sat there for 45 minutes listening to smoke being blown up our rear yeah. ends. And then all of a sudden, well, we got to get to the last part. Uh, You're all fired. We will be closing the doors this Friday. <laughs> Your final checks will be handed out at the end of the meeting here. I, you Just have to sure laugh. Desk yeah, you know, I'm laughing because I've, I've seen that. I've seen that meeting myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, wait, 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 what can I do? Take the check and go. Yeah. Uh, you know. rem- remember that job you used to have? <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. that? No, the job you used to have here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. You're done, buddy. You know, yeah. see, see ya. Hey, buddy. We have uh, speaking of being done, we are done. By the way, if you want to contact us, uh, our number is 833-538-7868. I say that, and if you forget what the number is, you can always go to our website. It's anotherday.com and look there at the bottom of the website homepage is all of our contact. But we have an email address too, don't we? Yes, we do. It's mail at itsanotherday.com. We also got the CRN America thing that's going on right now. So uh, check that out until you can write to us. 
uh, send us a big long letter. Uh, I probably won't read the whole thing if it's a real long letter, but <laughs> all those big, all those big words. <laughs> uh, yeah, the shorter the better. The chance is I'll read the whole thing. I think we should uh, leave with a. Uh, we haven't heard this in a while. I think we need to hear some Joe Biden theme music. What do you think? Oh yeah. By the way, it was uh, mail at crnamerica dot yes. com, and uh, if you want to write to Joe, uh, <laughs> bye, Bill. of freedom crn america these days when you want an answer about just about anything you ask alexa you ask her about the weather you ask her who won your favorite sporting event you ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere well we did that too we asked her how many people have downloaded it's another day.com and this is what she said from acceleration.com it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?